Welcome back, classmates. This is Views from the Back of the Class, and we are back live, full effect. I am Jason Beckham, but you can call me JB, and I'm here with my co-host. Hey, it's Josh, guys. How's it going? We do have some exciting things in store for you guys, so hopefully the wait will be worth it moving it will forward. Be. I'd say so. Yeah. When have we let you down? Never. Never. That being said, we're going to just jump right into it. I'm not even going to go with the with the small talk and the banter that we normally would. Just jumping right into it because there is stuff happening out here in these nerd streets. <laughs> <laughs> Got to take sides. So the thing that caught my attention recently, and you know I hate to give Josh credit, but I have to. Give credit where credit is due. New Mutants. The man said, along with Dark Phoenix. That New Mutants is not going to see the light of day. And uh, news is starting to starting to confirm that the whispers are getting louder. That it's looking like it's probably not going to get a theatrical release at best. Possibly Disney Plus. But uh, I don't know, man. I think Josh might be right. Or I think you might be right, Josh, in that it may not exist at all. Like that might just be a, a $200 million L that Fox had to take. <laughs> well, um, if you, you guys can't see me, but I'm leaning back pretty far in my chair. I got my feet up on the desk and my hands are behind my head. That <laughs> is the polls of a winner. You know what? I was reading something the other day about New Mutants and I was and it was saying how the uh, scheduled reshoots haven't even started yet. And it's kind of late in the game for them to do it i mean i've read some reports that the fox disney deal could close this month i've read reports that it can close in june but it's it's close so if they haven't even started re you know shooting some of the the reshoots that they want or that fox wants i can't see disney when they have ownership of, of fox and its properties going forward with it they're just gonna scrap it and write it off um see that's where i think i, 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 that's I, I don't care that's kind of ultimately where I am with it. I think they could, it could live on Disney Plus. I do. But it would have to be just kind of buried with, you know, all the other content that that's there and not be something that will confuse the, the general audience. Like you don't want to have anybody assume that it's going to connect to the MCU content at all because it can. Mm -hmm. Right. We don't even have X-Men in this universe. Right. For, for the new mutants. mutants to exist. And I wasn't in love with the notion anyway. Like, I guess it was somewhat interesting in that they were going to take this dark spin on it. And I guess it was supposed to be a horror movie. So at least they were trying to do something original. And, you know, within the, the Fox X universe, it kind of worked because nothing really made sense as far as continuity <laughs> anyway. It doesn't so have you, to make sense. It's like whose line. Right. It's <laughs> <laughs> the points are the all point, made up. The, yeah, the plots don't matter at all we don't care about timelines none of that so i guess with that being the case it could work right but once you get this merger happening and 
you know, for it appears that the X-Men are going to be part of the plans for the MCU coming forward. Like, mm-hmm. how do you make the new mutants fit? I, I just don't see it. Right. I think I, I agree with you. Um, the as far as putting on Disney Plus, like I said, I don't think anyone's going to see this. I'm not drawing a hard, hard line in the sand, but I'm just going to stand by and just say I don't think anyone will see this. Uh, Fox isn't happy with it. There's no way that the people at Marvel are going to be happy with it. And for me, I think it does more harm than good to release it, especially in the short run, because all it does is it prevents them from rebooting X-Men and incorporating them into the MCU because you're going to have this new mutants thing and people are going to make the assumption that it's part of the MCU now, and it's not. And then you're going to go back and reintroduce these characters, and it's just going to cause unnecessary confusion. Disney doesn't lose any money by not releasing it. I don't. I can't see where they would lose any money. If anything, it would just be, well, I'm sure it's it's some of it's built into the purchase price and everything like that. But they'd lose nothing by not releasing it, and uh, it's more risk to release it than to not release it for them. Definitely, because what the MCU has going for it is the continuity, and um, mm-hmm. that would definitely shake things up. You could get away with it with a film like Deadpool. Um, I think yeah. people have come to understand that he's a ridiculous character. Mm-hmm. So that ridiculousness can exist within the framework of the current MCU, and not really be all that confusing. Right. Speaking of uh, Deadpool, I do remember reading on a few sites, more reputable sites. It wasn't like Comic Book Reader. I hate that site. It's just clickbait. So site is garbage. Yeah. But I do remember it is. They, <laughs> we could have a whole episode dedicated to why I dislike Comic Book Reader. But um, there's a couple other sites that were saying that once the deal is closed, Marvel's going to recast the entire X-Men universe, and the only person that they would bring over is Deadpool. I, as I is. heard that same thing. And that makes sense. Like you said, it, sure. he's the kind of character where he can do that. And nobody would be too confused and nobody would be bad an eye because if you're not familiar with the comics and you just know Deadpool from the movies, you know he breaks the fourth wall a lot, and this would just be part of his shtick. Right. Yeah. And it'd be really hard to have somebody other than Ryan Reynolds take on that mantle right now. It would do a disservice to him, too, because without Deadpool, there's no Logan and there's no real confirmation that an R-rated superhero movie could be a huge blockbuster hit. I mean, Watchmen did numbers. Yeah, it didn't do Deadpool numbers. Did not do Deadpool numbers. But to be fair, it was the timing. I think a Watchmen type movie now could definitely do Still, maybe not Deadpool numbers just because of the, the characters themselves, I don't think, would reach as great an audience. Right. But I think the point still stands. Yeah. And I just looked it up really quick. You know, Watchmen did $185 million in the U.S. Um, I don't know what the worldwide gross is, but those aren't Deadpool numbers. So No. No, not at all. But also, too, I think the thing with Deadpool is that it, you know, the first one, I think the budget was like $60 million, and it made hundreds of millions of dollars. So I think it would be a disservice to Ryan Reynolds, who helped, you know, bring it in and, and assist with writing and things like that, um, to recast the character. It'd be like, oh, thanks for giving us this great property that and it's introduced, you know, millions of people to this character. But, you know, go make the proposal to with Sandra Bullock. We don't want you. That'd be bogus. <laughs> Hilarious. 
but yeah that wouldn't be right the other thing that kind of makes that work is you don't really see his face that much true so you're you're getting more personality than anything else um i don't think it would be like i said it's not going to be a, a super confusing thing for anybody but i think with everything else in the x universe um kind of has to be rebooted or recast rather one because we have no idea what iteration of the x-men we're gonna get right like the the purest in me would want to see the original uh the original five but there's no way that's gonna happen just because of the popularity of of like wolverine and storm in particular mm-hmm. it'd be really hard to keep them out so i don't know and i don't yeah i agree don't know if you'd want to go with like a 90s lineup any well that's a that's a whole other episode that we can certainly talk about <laughs> uh we, maybe we'll tease that at the end of the show i'll, I'll yeah, keep my thoughts I, to myself on that particular topic till we get to it i mean so far my predictions have come true so you know I'm more than happy to weigh in on this topic. It's just just one. And that's why that's why I don't like to give Josh credit, ladies and gentlemen. It's gonna be it's gonna be a whole thing. I'll I'll give it a break for now. All right. Well that said, in other news in ridiculous news at that, so Warner Brothers, in their infinite wisdom, are apparently developing a Hello Kitty movie. What? Yeah. <laughs> the the Japanese thing? Girl? Yes. Yeah, the little oh, Japanese God. cat with the big head. Yep. No, I think it's a girl. I don't think it's a cat. Are you serious? I don't I think it's a girl. No, that's gotta be a cat. It's got pointy ears. I know, I but I think it's a girl. Holy smoke. And uh, that was actually gonna be my next point about this though. I literally have okay. no idea what Hello Kitty does. Just none whatsoever. I, I know that it's on like backpacks and stuff. Right. But steering wheels. Not anymore. <laughs> I mean, just in general, not like. <laughs> oh, not not any particular steering wheel, eh? No, no, no. I, I just mean like you. That's the kind of thing you just see hanging in in cars and on steering wheels and things like that. Not necessarily. <laughs> this is true. Uh, in like phone cases and crap like that. But right, I just thought of it as a. I mean. It's, definitely an icon right it's easily recognizable very very famous i have no idea what the story would be there though but i don't either i also had no idea that there would be a a pokemon story and here we are with detective pikachu yeah i still don't know how i feel about that i know exactly how i feel about it (laughs) right i mean i was never a big pokemon fan i was more into uh, digimon but i don't i don't get it yeah, the monster card games missed me altogether. I could care less about either one of those. I know Some that's like sacrilege nice. in the in the nerd world, but I I I truly don't care about Pokemon <laughs> or Digimon or Magic the Gathering. No, I feel you on that. I mean, it's just certain elements like the video games and stuff were fun to play, but battling with cards and stuff, I never got into. I just kind of collected cards and watched the show. Right. I mean, it was probably all super dope too. It just timing wasn't right for me i guess right i can't speak for pokemon i've only seen a couple episodes and maybe one movie but digimon was pretty solid the first two years fair enough yeah but hello kitty that makes no sense so maybe they're just they're looking at like teen titans go and they're like hey we made 60 million dollars with this why not do hello kitty 
I don't know. But Teen Titans Go has a a, a built-in following. following. Mm-hmm. And then there was some controversy between the you know the current Teen Titans Go and then the Teen Titans cartoons of of old. The original. Yep. <laughs> well, not the original, right? Because we had well, it, the Titans the from Network, like sorry. with Su- Super Friends and all that. But right, the the Cartoon Network one. So that that drummed up uh, at least some eyeballs, if not interest. Mm-hmm. And one thing I'll say, because I've I've watched it a couple of times, just entertaining nephews and little cousins and stuff. Hey, sit down and watch this. <laughs> right. um, it's actually pretty clever. Once I realized what the show was supposed to be, I was like, all right, it's not necessarily my cup of tea, but it's not. It's not. Yeah, it's it's really not bad. It's actually pretty funny. If you allow yourself to see the comedy in it and not take it so seriously, because it certainly does not take itself seriously. Yeah, I can see that. It's almost like Robot Chicken for kids. <laughs> I thought Robot Chicken was for kids. Duh. Yeah, <laughs> kids that are <laughs> twenty-five with a in debt with a drinking problem. That's <laughs> uh, a lot of millennials. Yeah, so the bottom line with the Hello Kitty thing for me, I just, and maybe it's one of those things that have bypassed me, but as much as the the logo is iconic and recognizable and we know it when we see it, I don't, even those who are fans, I don't really see people flocking to go see a film about it. But obviously somebody other than uh, the likes of me thought differently. And getting paid very well to develop this, so more power to them. I mean, same argument could be made for the people who greenlit the Emoji movie. And if I'm not Indeed. mistaken, that's probably considered one of the worst movies ever made. So fair enough. I don't know. Fair enough. I don't know, man. I mean, I'm not gonna go I check it out, but I. I, I mean, I just don't have enough information for. about it at 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 the moment. And right now, I guess there isn't much information. It's just that it's in development. It it may never get off the ground. We'll see. Yeah, that one I don't get. <laughs> it was a trip, but I say, hey. Uh, how's it go? Uh, live and let live. Right. More power to you, Warner Brothers. There you go. Something else I found to be kind of interesting. So the Eternals movie is, is a go, and it's I'm pretty excited about where Marvel may go with the whole cosmic part of their universe mm-hmm. like that can just be a whole thing in and of itself and completely split the mcu as we see it right you could have your earthbound heroes then you have those who reside outside of that mm-hmm. so that's going to be interesting i don't know much about the eternals I know a little bit about the eternals like from a distance I, I wasn't that wasn't a book i was picking up so i would have to do some research on it But that kind of brings me to what I really want to talk about today is with that expansion, you know, it it goes beyond just the the big two, right? It's more than just DC and more than just Marvel. Tons of indie comics out there. And one of which uh, recently having been adapted, the Umbrella Academy. Now... Some of you guys are bingers, <clears throat> Josh. I feel like you're talking about me. I mean, maybe. Some of you all are not. Uh, we're going to do our best to, you know, give you 
our thoughts on the series without any spoilers. Right. Which is going to be hard for me. It's going to be really difficult. (laughs) Not so much for me. I mean. Because I'm respectful of our listeners. Yeah, yeah. You try to be a decent person and and all that. And in this case, I haven't actually finished the series yet. So shame on you. Like. Shame on you for for not getting through all thirteen episodes. I think it was thirteen in an evening. Like, come on, man. Yeah, I just can't do it. I like to, I like to make it uh, stretch right. it out, especially since I know I then would have to wait a year, another year or two <laughs> for the next season. You know, and I think this could be a, a discussion for like another another episode about the the pros and cons of binging because I definitely have noticed that I don't necessarily pick up on everything the first go around because there's so much that I'm consuming that I don't have time to really think about it, what it is I just saw. So I do see the downsides of it, but it's not bad enough where I'm going to stop. Call me an addict. I don't care. (laughs) But (laughs) you certainly would not be alone in that boat if that's the case. The Umbrella Academy, I enjoyed it. If you're not familiar with it, I think originally it's a Dark Horse comic um, yep. about a group of youngsters who were all born on the same day. Comic's a little bit darker than the, the the movie from what I take. I didn't read the comics. I just read a synopsis of kind of what each issue covered and who the characters was. So I can kind of see what the difference was between the show and the, the comic books and those storylines. You know, the comics by Dark Horse just been out for, for years. I think it came out like 20, 2006, 2007. But yeah, these group of kids who are adopted by an entrepreneur, rich man, because he believes they have powers and will have to save the world. That's essentially kind of like what it is. Like the X-Men, but not as many mutants and things like that. So the show picks up at the father's funeral. All of the siblings are distant from one another. Some of them have left the majority. Actually, all of them have left the so-called academy to pursue their own goals, except for the one brother, number one, who's the leader. And the death of their father kind of brings them back together. So the premise of this is that one of their siblings it has been missing for years and he comes back with news that the world is going to be ending and, you know, four or five days and he goes and they have to prevent it. But overall, I enjoyed the show. There were times when, you know, I was watching it, me and Donna were watching it together, and we liked what we were seeing. The storyline was interesting enough. The flashbacks were good. But one thing that I feel like was not good on the show, which is rare because there was a lot of good things that they were doing, a lot of interesting things that they were doing, but it's the the pacing of the episodes. Like the first half of the season, they're talking about they're not really aware of what's What's happening, the one brother who came back from the future who was lost in time is aware of that the world's going to end in a few days, but there are all these, not even side missions, but just different tasks that everyone's doing that brings you to that point. And then if, when he finally informs everyone else, like, hey, the world as we know it is in, is in danger, they kind of lollygag for a couple episodes instead of trying to actually prevent it. So that's my that was my one frustration with it. Yeah, I thought it was kind of weird when when he first like popped back up, and he's all, um, yeah, my consciousness is like fifty eight, but I guess my body's sixteen and mm-hmm. or however old he's supposed 13. to be thirteen. Yes, and then he's all, you know, has this knowledge of the future, and 
just pretty much wasn't going to share it with yeah, anybody, I mean, at least initially. Do, you know all the winning lottery numbers. Let's, let's take advantage of it, man. <laughs> I mean, if nothing else, is this new two tunes album going to be worth listening to, or should I do something else? Like, I, mean, I got seven up. days to live. What should I be doing with my time? Or maybe tell me I got seven days to right. live. Right. <laughs> from, the, from the get-go, that's what you lead with. You know, it's season one, it's kind of flawed. What it did do that I like, I love the casting. I've been looking online. Yeah, I think it yeah, was pretty cool. Is, is pretty cool. Yeah. Some elements of the comic aren't carried over to the TV show, which I think is for the best because some el- comic elements are so cartoony that you can't really do them on a semi-serious show with a straight right. face. So, you know, like I said, the casting is good. The set design and everything was good and one frustrating point for uh donna which i thought was pretty funny she was just like what year is it because people were using uh pay phones and, and no one had a cell phone and all these other things but it was like a mishmash of time zones you know they had elements from now and old cars and things like that where you really right. couldn't say what time it was but you knew it was somewhat it was more present than it was the past kind sure. of like archer does oh right so that's that's one thing she was frustrated about overall i mean season one on a scale of like one to ten i'd give it like six and a half six and a half to seven and i the biggest drawback for it for me was actually just the pacing um, there were some plot holes and, and things in the plot that were like, oh, this is, you know, this doesn't make sense. Or why are they doing this and not this? And, you know, they realize this one day left. Right. Why are they focusing on this crap that doesn't matter and not addressing, you know, trying to, yeah, how, yeah. how are they going to save the world? That's what's important. But that all goes back to the pacing of the show. You have, you know, 13 episodes. And I feel like when shows are short, or shorter than what you see in broadcast TV, the storyline should be a little bit tighter. And I feel like that overall, the, t- the storyline was tight start to finish, but there was a lot of filler in between that they could have done. Like, like for I feel like they could have had like a six episode season or an eight episode season and been able to get it through without those five extra episodes. Gotta get them streaming numbers up, yeah, Jack. Yeah, that plays into it. But at the end of the season, you know, I, I went through... And I was watching episodes, and I was like, okay, do I like this show or not? And because <laughs> it wasn't, you know, it wasn't bad, but I was just like, there were things about it that weren't making it great. You know, there's. Right. I was reading online before I started watching it that there was elements of X Men in it, and, and I can see that. Sure. Extraordinary kids. Mm-hmm. They are all brought together by rich old yeah. man. The flashback scenes were cool and that he was showing that he wasn't treating them like kids, which you're like, right. oh, these are just children. Yeah, they have powers, but at the end of the day, they're just kids. You can't treat them that way. And you're like, why is this guy so hard on them and everything like that? Does he even really care? And you kind of understand his his motives and stuff for what he believed. Like, yeah, these people are going to save the world, so they have to be prepared. Um, so that was kind of cool in fleshing out the character of the father, who you don't really yeah. see on screen, except in flashbacks. And it kind of helps you understand why certain characters, well, basically, the majority of them left the academy and why they're dysfunctional. But part of it, too, is, you know, upon watching the episodes, I'm kind of like, dude, get over it. You know, like, you had a bad childhood. <laughs> that sucks. 
but just get over it. You know, <laughs> you, you you guys right. are letting it. You're not the only right, one. And you're letting it affect so much of your life where you don't have to. It's basically what's holding you back is that you won't get over <laughs> your child. Right. Right. So there are elements of that, too. But, you know, the characters are supposed to grow. So I get it. So who would you say it has been your favorite character? Um, I would have to say I like number one a lot. I didn't like I, okay. I didn't like Klaus a lot at first, and I know a lot of people online loved Klaus, and I was just like, he is so annoying. He is so annoying. That's because they relate to him, a stoner, slacker. <laughs> Maybe. Because a lot of people are like, oh, he's the most real and blah, 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 and I'm like, nah, he's just a high jerk. Like, nah, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nothing about this right. real. And fortunately. Yeah. I kind of like them all. I did not like Ellen Page's character at all. Okay. To me, she was kind of like an empty shell. And they kind of explained it a little bit at the end, but I was just like, I don't... She's annoying. Like, Yeah, it feels like maybe it came too little too late. You spent, you know, all these episodes either disliking or just being indifferent to her because she didn't really stand out in particular right. to me. Well, she's, she's ordinary, right? That's right. the thing. All of the six... <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much what he told yeah. her, too. So I... I you know why there's nothing special <laughs> which which is super bogus but i feel like again it's one of those things it's like dude just grow up get o- yeah yeah i hate to say get over it but you can certainly um handle it a little bit yeah. better like don't allow don't allow your crappy childhood to be your defining characteristic right. and and that's what it was for her that wasn't the thing um, I liked Hazel a lot. Okay. Even even Mary J. Blythe's character, Cha Cha, she was pretty interesting. She kind of got on my nerves. I feel like they should have done more to flesh her character out a little bit because she was just kind of like this psycho. But they right. didn't really expound on why. But those two were pretty cool. Um, I loved uh, Pogo, the chimpanzee butler confidant. Mm-hmm. Um, I mm-hmm. thought he was pretty cool. I thought the CGI was really good on him for this to be a Netflix show, especially to be season one. It was. It was. I noticed that right away. You can tell they put money into the to the show. Absolutely. But I got to say that Luther, number one, and uh, uh, Luther, f- five, who was the one from the future, and Allison were probably my favorites. Fair I enough. feel like, and I don't have kids, so... I may be wrong, but I feel like Allison was beating herself up for using her powers on her kid, and I feel like every parent does that just with other things instead of just influencing them. Like right. Like, oh, I heard a rumor <laughs> that you're tired. That's not the worst thing. Like, growing up, our parents may or may not have given us NyQuil to get us to go to sleep. So, I mean, it does happen. Not that we had views from the back of the class do not condone drugging your children. No. We merely acknowledge the existence of such right. things. It's happening. But I know, too, that she did it more than once, not just with her kids, but uh, with her husband. And I was right. actually wondering, did she use her powers to become a movie star? Like, she was going to auditions like, hey, I heard a rumor that you're going to give me this part and pay me a million dollars. I mean, there's no reason why. Right. <laughs> why that wouldn't be a thing. Who Who wouldn't do that? I mean, there's a matter of ethics, I suppose, but... I mean, let's be real. There's nothing to really stop that from happening. Right, let's be real. That's probably, like, in all her movies at the end. Like, I heard a rumor, this is your favorite movie, and you leave the theater like, that was right. the best one ever. Like, I would be 
I'm sorry, I'd be completely anonymous. Like, I'd be the opposite of famous. Oh, yeah. There's no reason. Nope. Can't say that I wouldn't walk into Fort Knox, though. <laughs> I heard a rumor. You're not even that. You just... No, not even Fort Knox. That, that'd get you killed. <laughs> <laughs> right. I was going to say, I mean, there's better ways that you could abuse that power. Sure. Victimless. I just tell all my bill collectors, I heard a rumor that I paid right. you already. <laughs> I heard a rumor the check was in the mail. But <laughs> Yeah, I think um I think this one has promise mm. for sure. I'm looking forward to season two. I Yes. Yes. Especially having ended on a little bit of a cliffhanger right. or Yeah, they left it open so, and not to cut you off. Yes. But when I was looking at the comic books versus the movie or the TV show, they kind of incorporated. So the the comic books, it was originally two volumes, and volume three just came out this past fall. The season kind of incorporated the first two volumes, elements from those storylines. Yeah. Which I think is smart because, you know, as a viewer, as a producer, you kind of can go off your source material, and then you can also do original scripting and stuff too, kind of like what they did with Dexter you know like season one was based off the the first book and then after that they kind of created their own universe based on that character and I think that is a good path to go for the Umbrella Academy because they can do whatever they want season two they could take things that they didn't use from the books and incorporate them in season two or they can just do season two from the ground up the other thing is you can kind of reverse engineer the whole thing right so if you have they have volume three that's been released so there's still some source material to draw mm-hmm. from but and i don't know if dark horse has any plans with this but you could then use you know the current release of this uh series to fuel more volumes of the the uh comic right which will then you know feed the show mm-hmm. true be interesting to see how it all plays out yeah and i think too they're gonna Usually what you see with Netflix shows is, especially the, like, House of Cards and, uh, what was the other one, Orange is the New Black, they they had right. to get it right with those shows in order to establish establish themselves as a real player and show people, hey, streaming is the thing, streaming is the future. They had to get those right. Um, so they were, right. those were a little bit tighter and, you know, drawing you in and getting to the point and creating all this buzz. They don't have to do that now. And, you know, they still want to do a good show, but they don't have to, you know, strike lightning and pan with every show. And I think right. w- with uh, Umbrella Academy, the things that I disliked or other people may, you know, be like, oh, this was a bad, you know, part of the, the season or this was unnecessary. I think they're going to flesh those things out and, and make it better going forward so you don't have to worry about pacing and things like that they're going to look at at it and and see what they did wrong and get rid of them and what they did right they're going to expound on that fair enough i am pretty hopeful for the show i'm 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 gonna watch it's worth a watch yeah i would i would recommend it especially if you know you're of those people who are afraid of the dreaded superhero fatigue (laughs) this ain't that right like it's, it's it's bigger than uh, Superman versus 
you know, Captain America, it's similar themes, but without the, um, in some ways, advantage, in other ways, the weight of having to carry these iconic characters and change the mm-hmm. medium. Like, that's a lot of pressure. Because you make one slight mistake and the internet is coming for you. Right. And two, sometimes the characters, they don't allow you to go outside right. of the box and and do something new. Like, when in Man vs. Steel, when Superman, when Superman snapped Zod's neck, like, people were up in arms about it. Yes, they were. Except those were the same people who don't read or knew anything about Superman. Right. Oh my god, he doesn't kill, he's a Boy Scout. This is true. But he has killed before. Right. They just ignore it. <laughs> like, right. Or it's not even a matter of ignoring, just people not knowing. Mm-hmm. But speaking with such conviction on something that they just kind of got into. Like, one of my favorite pastimes recently has been arguing with people on Instagram about <laughs> about their takes. And it's it's amazing to me the things that people will say. And I guess I'm not even really arguing with them a lot of times. I just kind of ask people to explain how they come to certain conclusions. And uh, if it's really egregious, then I'll then then I'll say something like, no, you're an idiot. <laughs> In so many words, I try not to insult right. people because then they don't listen to you. But no, I know what you mean. It's like, oh, why do you think this? Oh, because this, this and that. Oh, well, you aren't considering this or you're. You know, only basing off one example versus years of examples. and yeah. Exactly. Exactly. People don't even usually have one example. Right. It's just, I like this character, so this thing that I'm saying must make sense. Right. That's, that's the thing. And that's, too, why I like barring elements from stories from the comic books, but also I, I like individual or new stories, or I like... The fact that the big screen isn't 100% what's been done in the comics because it gives you those different avenues to explore the characters. Right. I mean, right. On the face, the characters are the right. same, but what they face or how they do come about things could be different. And that com- can completely change mm-hmm. the story. Like, I'm not. That, you know, the hero's path changes and it's. Yeah, I, it, it, it is a a different way of telling a similar story. Mm-hmm. And I think too, if you do, um, I think too, if you do take everything a hundred percent from the comic books, yeah, it's cool to see it on the big screen, but it's also kind of boring because you know how it's going to end, you know, like infinity right. War. we, we've both have read the graphic novel. We know what's going to happen in the novel, but seeing it play out how he got the stones and on the big screen, even though we right. know the gist of it, it's still different enough where it's like, this is new, this is cool, I, I'm enjoying what I'm seeing. You know, versus being like, oh, now he's going to turn he's gonna <laughs> turn Nebula right. to a puddle of rubber, rubber and blah, blah, blah. And oh, she's going to get the Infinity Gauntlet for a little bit. You know, we don't know. So I'm kind of hoping that that's not the case. I don't think it will be. I'm just, I was just saying. If, I don't either because she seems to have, she seems to be earthbound right now. Yeah. And you got like a month to to find out, so well a little bit longer, but well before we jump back, I just wanted to say some a little bit more about the uh, Umbrella Academy. Absolutely. Um, overall, I think Umbrella Academy is a very enjoyable show. 
it's a very fun superhero show um even though it's not you know we're we're used to seeing superheroes as having all the answers and having stuff figured figured out and for the most part you know not making mistakes and or many missteps so it's kind of a more realistic take on the genre but it's also kind of separated enough from from like the big two like you mentioned where it's like okay i'm involved in this universe i don't really know what's going on i don't really have explanation for why this happened but that's cool i'm here for the story and and to see what they do with it so if you haven't watched it out yet go ahead check it out because you know it's worth watching and it's it's puts you in the mind of a lot of um you know, X-Men, Fantastic Four kind of stories. And it's kind of cool to see that and serialized in a TV show or a live action TV show. Yes. Yeah, the tie is, or the tie of family is, is you know, pretty strong there. I mean, it's a, a theme, even though it's a a school, right? It's the academy, but they are a family. Right. However, they interact with one another. And one thing I was kind of weirded out by... <laughs> Even though they're not technically related, but there's like this relationship uh, between the siblings. Yeah. And I know they're not genetically related. But at the same time. For all intents and purposes, you guys are Yeah, siblings. and I was like, I don't know how to feel about this. Like, I, <laughs> I, feel, I do. Yeah, yep. I'm like, I'm not, I don't, I don't like this at all. It makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> but, um,. But that's part of the madness of the of the show. Right. And it's a way of, you know, again, separating it from the other um, the other types of superhero shows and movies that we've mm-hmm. seen. Like, like Arrow, for instance, right? This is supposed to be the dark, the dark show on the CW universe. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is dark compared to Supergirl or, or The Flash or... Uh, trash lightning. <laughs> um, uh, good one. Uh, I'm sorry. Is that not the name of the show? My bad. They did retitle it for season two, so it is in fact called uh, Trash Lightning. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Trash is in all capitals. Just wanted to make sure I was correct. Oh. But it it arrows dark. It ain't Umbrella Academy dark. No. And it's not even dark like Titans is dark. Because Titans feels like the darkness is for darkness's mm-hmm. sake. And I think I've said that word too many times. <laughs> Drinking game. Every time JB <laughs> but says it was, darkness. it was done, you know, there was no reason for it other than to make this point, right? We are, we're, we're not, we're not your parents superheroes. Mm-hmm. That was the, you know, this teenage angst in Titans, even though they're adults. For the most part, right? Well, Dick is definitely a grown man. Yeah, yeah. Which means he needs to start going by Richard because this. Uh, <laughs> or he can just go by his last but, name. Just call me Grayson. Or go by Rick, like in the comic books now. Right. Which is the worst. Don't even get me started about what they did to him. <laughs> in this. But yeah, Umbrella Academy is not that. Its story lends to some dark themes. But that's just where the story takes you, right? It's not, we have to write this. Not that they set out to make a dark right. tale. It just, you know, the themes that were were being explored. Yeah. 
that's just what they right. are. Right. It kind of feels more like real life in that right. bad things happen in life, um, may not happen to us, hopefully not happen to us, um, or people we love, but bad things do happen. I, it kind of has that feel to it where, like you were saying, it's not just dark for entertainment or for the sake of the storyline or anything like that. It's just, hey, this is the world that it exists in. And right. like, there's a scene, I can't remember which episode it is, but there's a scene where the Umbrella Academy, it's a flashback scene, and these guys are robbing a bank, and these kids come in and brutally murder them. You know, like, uh, Allison walks up to the guy, and she's like, I heard a rumor you're going to shoot your friend in the foot. Shot your friend in yeah. the foot? That was the first yeah, episode. And, and um, Luther, like, throws a guy through the roof, and uh, Ben... And I threw him. <laughs> he, threw, <laughs> like he threw that dude out the side of the building. Um, oh, my God. Ben goes in a room and just massacres the people. And it's like, okay, this is a bank robbery. Yeah. Um, none of the hostages look like they were roughed up. And No, they let the hostages right, go. And the money's insured. So <laughs> is this really necessary right. for a bank robbery to murder them i mean i don't i don't know maybe they could have been like a band that had been doing it for a while and had you know kills people i don't really know they didn't show that on the screen but from watching it i'm just like does the punishment meet the crime i mean robbing a bank bad being ripped apart by a tentacle monster boy uh i don't know that was really the only murder that happened in that scene no though. luther threw a man through brick wall <laughs> No, no, it was through glass. Okay, he threw him through. He threw him through glass. Up, I like mean, he hit. He hit the concrete right. pretty hard, but we have no evidence to show that he didn't survive that. He might have got some broken bones and a concussion. That dude was a vegetable after that. Then, like <laughs> he threw this man like three stories through through glass, and then he lands in the sidewalk. He he ain't getting up. Yeah, from that was tough. And I'm not sympathizing with with bad people or anything like that. But it's just one of those things where I'm just like, okay, this seems kind of extreme just for for money that's insured. Like tellers don't have that much money right. in their drawers or in the vault. You know, well, I guess depending on the day, the vault could have a lot of money. But it was just one of those things. Like, huh? Okay, they're they're just going all in. You know, and then after it was done, they have a press conference on the steps, like. Like this right. child is not just covered in blood. Like, why is DCFS not? <laughs> they're not on their way there at all. I mean, I mean, who running up on them? That's kids? true. Very true. No, they they look like they're in a stable environment. <laughs> I am not. <laughs> I am not doing that paperwork. Right. Even though one of them is pseudo being emotionally abused or being told she's completely ordinary. Right. You know, <laughs> give it a shot. It's 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 a good show. It's fun and it's. You know, it's enjoyable. Um, I actually don't think it's binge worthy or bingeable. Why? Yeah, I don't. I think you have to, because of the time travel ele- elements of it. Yeah, you have to watch yeah, it. And then you have to think about it a little bit and just pace yourself because there are going to be some things going on. You're like, why did they do that? That's kind of stupid. And then a couple episodes later, there's payoff. But obviously, you don't get the payoff if you don't pay attention. Right. So, all in all, Josh approves. The Josh Boom. abides. It's my dude impression. <laughs> that being said, you got any homework for the people? Um, I 
don't really. I mean, I'm not familiar with it, so I'm going to go and, and check out the first two volumes of, of the Umbrella Academy. Probably start volume three, maybe two, depending on how long it takes me to get through the first two. But, you know, check those out. I looked on Amazon. They're like six bucks. It might have gone up because of the show a little bit, but check those out. Right. And also uh, check out The Runaways season two. Uh, that's out. Hulu's not playing around anymore. They dropped all the episodes. And uh, check it out. Dope, dope, dope. No, I don't have any homework for you guys. Watch Umbrella Academy. <laughs> well said. Definitely appreciate you guys hanging out with us again. As always, you know, we're available. Reach out to us. We love to get comments from you. We try to uh, get back to people as quickly as we can. Right. Hit us up. Email viewspot at gmail.com. Hit us up on the gram at views from the back of the class underscore pod. Do that. Well, gang, thanks for, for tuning in, guys. And until next time, class dismissed. Cut the check.